Welcome to the Wave Report. We have a very important guest on today, Mr. J. Lim. Introduce yourself. Um, appreciate you. Thank you for having me on. My name is J. Lim Robinson, mm-hmm. founder of Brothers United Building Brothers Alliance Bubba Inc., um, mentoring organization for young men and boys. So I do want to ask you, firstly, first of all, thank you for coming on because you're very busy. Yeah, <laughs> you're I'm just out here, man. I'm just you're very out here. busy. Uh, building up young men. How did that come about? Well, um, I was working, make a long story short, I was working in a school and um, a partner of mine and myself were called to a classroom by a teacher who had a whole bunch of fourth grade black boys and um, she didn't know what to do with them so we were just supposed to talk to them. Um, When we got there, she called them offenders and I kind of felt some kind of way. I kind of got a little Mm -hmm. bit offended. So I was like, all right, boys, let's go. We're going to talk. So we talked about life, talked about what they wanted to do. And then I was like, you know, maybe we might need to do this on a larger scale. Um, We might need to do this more than once. And from there, you know, it really birthed from there. And now um, we've gone to monthly programs, monthly events, um, Mm -hmm. different connections and partnerships with different people. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really grown since then. Y'all have been active for a while. How many... Um, 2014 years, it's been 2014. So about six years. Six years, if that's the right yeah. math. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah, about, yeah. just about. Yeah. I've been to a couple of your events. Yeah, your, man. First of all, you are an on-time person, which I love because a lot of I ain't gonna say too much. It's a, a struggle. It's a struggle. And I do see you actively engaging with them, and they do listen. When they first came in, so when you first first started, what were the obstacles you were facing? Because I know as a young black boy how it can be when you're in something structured, when you've had no structure. Mm-hmm. So how was it when, you, when y'all first started out? So we really have a different approach. It's funny that you say structure because one of the things that, you know, I pride myself on is letting the boys, you know, be who they are. Because um, if you don't let them be who they are first, then they're not gonna, they not, you're not going to be able to do nothing with them. Um, so I don't even like hit them across the head with structure immediately. It's like, let me get to know you, what you like to do. Mm-hmm. And that's how we build the relationship. Um, I think the biggest struggle was getting, um, you know, getting more people out there. So whether that was outreach, um, meeting the right people, getting mm-hmm. the right volunteers or whatever it was, but you know, the boys, that's the easy part. They're going to come. Their parents are going to drop them off. They're going to be ready for you. Um, so the next step is just, you know, growing that and then getting some volunteers because that's the real, you know, that's the real important part about it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one guy. That's true. You do have a great team. Who are some of the people who work with you? So um, we got my cousin, Courtney Berry. Mm-hmm. Um, she does the public relations, the marketing, the outreach, mm-hmm. um, press releases, Anything regarding public relations and media, she handles. Um, we got pretty, it's, it's really a family kind of team. We got my cousin Netta on there. Um, now we've got a, a, a group of new volunteers. So we got some, new, some new virtual mentors that we got started up. Um, so we really, we really add into the team. The team is growing. Mm-hmm. The team is growing. Small team, but it's growing. Yeah. How do you get them to understand? their place in America as young black men? And are they responsive to what you're saying? You and your team are telling them, trying to educate them on. 
Um, you know, I try to do more showing than mm-hmm. telling um, because they're not going to listen to much of what you're going to say. Um, and nobody likes to be talked to. So you can't go in there, oh, black men are supposed to be this, supposed to be that, this is what you need to be, this is what you need to do. So what I love to do is I love to bring guys like you in to talk to them, to show them that you can be an entrepreneur, you can be a barber, mm-hmm. you can be an attorney, you can be whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. So one of my big things is bringing in volunteers, bringing in other guys to show them, you know, this is what you can be. These are the kind of men that you can, you know, aspire to be. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it looks different. You know, we got a whole bunch of different kind of, you know, boys, a whole bunch of different kind of men. So saying mm-hmm. that there's, you know, one way is mm. not really the, the route I like to go. What's a common issue that you find in young black men when you're trying to build them up? Or well, it could be something at home. It could be their circumstance. It could be themselves. Because each of them are obviously different. Mm-hmm. But I know there's usually like a common thread in most of them. Like they just have to get over this one thing. And then we can get to the next thing. Something that impedes upon their growth. A lot of times, a lot of times they don't feel like they're heard. Mm. Um, I can, I can relate to that. A lot of times they don't feel like they're heard. So I let them call and cuss and fuss and be mad, Mm -hmm. get it out. Um, Because a lot of times they just want to get it out. And after that, I'll be like, you done. Mm. You good. You know that was all real crazy what you just said. None of that makes any sense. Like, I know I'm just upset right now. And that's mm-hmm. all they needed. But, you know, that to a parent would turn into a get out my house. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, yeah. we're calling the police because we're yelling and then siblings are getting involved. You know, it could just go so many different ways um, with the, when a parent or with the home situation. So they really sometimes just need an outlet, somebody that they can be like, this is how I'm feeling. Don't judge me. Don't mm-hmm. tell me what's right and wrong right now. But like, just listen to me, mm-hmm. and then tell me what I need to do. Were you the same way growing up? Did you were you somebody that you just felt like you weren't getting heard? I think coming up, I had a, I had an, uh, a, a a good support system, mm-hmm. um, so to say. You know, with my mother and, you know, my grandmother, my uncles, you know, my family, we're really tight. So, you know, I didn't really want for much because I had it. So, you know, I had my uncles, I had my, you know, later on I had my stepfather, you know, so I had people there. Um, and I had a mentor, too, when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. all the way up until I graduated my senior year. So, you know, I kind of got attention. And a lot of times with the boys, sometimes... I see that they need a different type of attention that they're not getting at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like to figure them out, see what they need, and then that's where I'm at. You didn't mention that you had your dad. So I had my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was around. You had a strong relationship? Um, we have a strong relationship now. Well, that's, that's good. So growing up, it was me and my mama. So I mm-hmm. was raised by my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, we grew up mama, grandma, um, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That was in, you know, the area, but he wasn't, like, in the house, so. Was there, like, a reason 
for that, him and your mom just... They weren't together. Yeah. So they weren't together. So I don't know. How did you... Because you have your master's degree, right? Mm-hmm. How did you manage to make it this far? Because I'm going to be honest. Most black men don't make it that far. Uh, not just your age, but in the educational realm. Most of us don't like to go past high school. We feel like in our our culture. So no matter if you grew up, if someone grew up in the suburbs or you grew up in the hood, our culture is if we just make it to high school because the bar is set there for us. It's mm-hmm. set low. I can say that now as an adult. Mm-hmm. It's set low. If you just make it to high school, you don't get arrested, you don't have a bunch of kids, you're good. And I think our parents and our guardians, that's probably what they knew. Because a lot of them, at least in my family, I was the first person to go to, to, go to college. Mm-hmm. Not to graduate, to go. How you? What made you go that far? And I think he's going to go further, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, so... You know... And did you ever want to quit along your journey? Man, yes. Um, I still sometimes, you know, try to figure out if I want to quit. Um, But going through college, I didn't really figure it out until four years down the road. So 2007 to 2011, when I was at FAMU, I was just college it up, you know, Mm -hmm. living life doing my thing, going to classes, trying to trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, when I came back to Tampa in 2011, um, I had a, uh, my head was a little bit more clear. Um, knew I wanted to teach, knew I wanted to work with kids. Um, got to the school, started working with the boys. So I kind of started figuring out where I wanted to go. And then my mom's an educator. So she would like play with me, like, I'm going to get my master's before you. And I'm be like, okay, no, I'm going to get it first. So we really had like a you know, kind of like a challenge going on. And um, really and truly to this day, like, she be the reason why I want to do this. So she's like, what you going to do next? You're going to go and get your doctorate? You're going to, what's, what's that going to be? You're yes. going to start? Yes. Um, so she be, you know, she really be on me. So, um, you know, had it not been for her, I probably would have, you know, at fam, you know, I just would, it would have been a wrap. And, mm-hmm. but I saw, you know, I had people to, Keep on, keep me on the right path. How'd you, your mom was an educator. Mm-hmm. Was that your main inspiration for wanting to get into education? Man, I didn't want to, this was never on my agenda. Um, it's funny how God works, huh? Real funny. Um, I wanted to be a lawyer in high school. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't start wanting to teach until I got to FAMU. Pharmacy didn't work. Cardiopulmonary science didn't work. So... I took up religion and philosophy. I needed some humanities courses, so I was like, oh, philosophy and education sounds cool. Got to USF, saw that their religious studies program was nothing like FAMU's um, religion and philosophy, and I was like, nah, that's not going to work. Let me switch this up, um, take the high road on education, and I'll take a few religion study courses, mm-hmm. but um, their religion program wasn't my cup of, no? cup of coffee. No? Mm-mm. Do you enjoy teaching? Yes. And the people that you're around, the people that you have worked with, from your perspective, do they love teaching? Most of them? Or are they there, for your opinion, like the wrong reason? Most of them, I can say, love teaching. Um, 
I've happened to be in some good, you know, some good places. Mm -hmm. I've worked in some, you know, different places. But even in those different places, a majority of the people. um, mm, mm, Okay, so I thought about a couple schools. Uh-huh. In my last five years, where I've been, the, the the people, the surroundings, they've really been for the kids. Um, I've seen other situations. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's just they don't know what to do with the kids. Mm-hmm. So that turns into referrals, suspensions, yeah. and records, and all that other stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, I love kids. I love teaching. But... You don't understand him, so now he's suspended, and mm-hmm. it wasn't no real reason, but just because you couldn't figure out how to get a have a conversation with him. So it really is layered. It's layered. Yeah, it's really layered. How much does politics play a role in education? Oh, a big role. Um, a, a, a Explain as best you can without. Um. So politics. So, from a teacher view, mm-hmm. um, you don't really see it, but when you get to, you know, administration levels and you start looking at, you know, budget, um, when you work in a different type of school setting than the public school setting, you start to see, you know, how different funds are allocated to different places. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's more political than you would you would even think. Mm-hmm. Um, but to sum it up, I would say politicians make the decisions, the state, the uh, state policies and decisions, ultimately. Day to day, it's not really political because the teachers are in the classroom doing the real work. Um, but when it comes to statutes, standards, what the kids are supposed to do, what they got to pass to graduate, what they right. got to you know, do to get to the next level, that's politics and who's in office and who's in that seat and mm-hmm. what they know. And usually they don't really no. know much. <laughs> Going back to Bubba, the impact that you've had on their lives, you and your team, um, have you had people, because we do a lot talk about the successes of people's companies, their organizations, nonprofits alike. What obstacles have you faced growing Bubba or getting out there? Because you are a black man and you are the leader. There's nothing wrong saying you're the leader. I know you're a humble guy. I know you give a lot of props to your team. You do have a great team. But it wouldn't have started if it wasn't for you. And um, nothing works without people having the same passion and fervor next to you as you grow on your journey, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do know what it's like to be a black man and you want to do things and you feel like there are unnecessary things in the way outside of my character and my morale and you can look at my resume, I'm educated. What things have you and your team faced as far as getting your name out there? Have you tried to visit places and they told you no for certain reasons? Um, you know, I think, you know, we've gone for, you know, we've gone for things that we haven't received. We've gone for, mm-hmm. you know, grants that we, we haven't received or qualified for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you, you know, really and truly, 
I think, you know, I've seen it's been a lot about connections, networking, and who you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, I've seen in, you know, this realm of community work and organization that, you know, sometimes it's, you know, networking and partnering with the people that look like you mm-hmm. that are it are not giving you the connections or putting you in the places where they could put you um, for reasons unknown to anybody but them. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times, you know, we don't even make it to the tables to be rejected by that mm-hmm. corporate person because maybe whoever knew them hasn't given us that connection or that partnership yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, it's really just been about networking and that's just been with all kinds of people and looking that's been one of the biggest mm-hmm. um, struggles that we've had yeah you're a visionary because uh, I didn't know I didn't know about Bubba until I think I don't know if you messaged me maybe it was after because you asked did I queen my sister mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it was after that or some it was something of the sort, and I was like, "How you know my sister?" And you were like, "Oh, I did host." I was like, "Oh yeah, my sister did host." Mm-hmm. But I didn't know about Bubba because you said it's kind of been in the process since 2014. Was there something that happened that got it more into like the community spotlight? Because I'm usually I'm honest I'm skeptical mm-hmm. of things. I'm a natural skeptic. And I was like, you were like, yeah, you should come down. Because people say that just leisurely. Like, yeah, just come and hang around. I'm like, I don't know if this man is serious, man. I don't know what they're doing. But I do take my sister's word. So I was like, you know, Jalen? And because she know me. She know how I am. She know how I react. She was like, man, he's like, he's a very good dude. She was like, I wouldn't lie. And she she wouldn't. Uh, so when I came... I was like, man, this is pretty organized. I'm all about like <laughs> organization, mm-hmm. um, edifying the brothers. Uh, and then when I came, the first time I came, I was like, how does he? I didn't know that you were an educator. I was like, how does he kind of manage these? Because they were kind of doing their own thing. You didn't have them like everybody's just doing this one thing at one time. Um, you didn't have people like raising their hands. You know, people just openly speak. Mm-hmm. I was like, he kind of have to be an edge because he's just managing it. You kind of lay it back, too. You're not very forceful. I don't think people respond to that anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how did it become, I think now it's become more of a prevalent thing mm-hmm. and that people look forward to. And y'all do different things. Y'all play basketball. And I think variety is definitely helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, if you keep doing Necessary. the same. Yeah. But how did, how did that happen, man? How did you... Or y'all, your team, playing for such variety and doing things. Because that's a creative aspect that's under that's underrated. Mm-hmm. When you're like, hey, uh, we're going to play basketball. We're going to watch a movie. Or we're going to go to the library. And we're going to chop it up. Did that come from you? Or did it come from y'all just pre-planning? Yeah. Um, we kind of just... I don't want to say, you know, it came from me, but... You know, I'm working with the boys all day, every day at the school, so Mm -hmm. they talk to me. I know what they like to do. I know what they don't like to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know... You're a good listener. I'm a a great listener. Because they'll make you listen. Um, (laughs) Uh They'll make you listen. Um, And some of my best 
you know, some of my best critique, um, criticism comes from them. Um, one boy told me one time, you know, we don't really like when y'all tell us that we don't understand. That make us not want to hear nothing y'all talking about after that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, you know what? He kind of right. He was like, say, you know, he was like, say it differently. Just say, instead of saying we don't understand, say, you know, I've been, I've seen this. This is why, you know, y'all should listen to this. Not, right. you know, y'all don't understand because y'all ain't never been in the, you know, y'all ain't never been locked up. Y'all ain't never seen the streets. Mm. Well, nobody want to hear that. <laughs> um, but had he not, you know, opened up and said, you know, Mr. Robinson, we don't want to hear that, I wouldn't have known. So now I tell everybody who come in, hey, don't come in here hollering at them, fussing, talking about what they don't understand and what they don't know because they don't want to hear that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, without that criticism from them, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know that. So... A lot of the programming ideas come from, you know, come from them. They like basketball. They love to play. So I'm like, why don't we do this all the time? Why don't we do this every month? Every yeah. last Friday of the month, let's do this. Boom. Um, they need to sit down and learn how to tie us high. They need to learn how to do resumes. They need to learn how to talk about their feelings and emotions. They need to have people come in and talk to them. Let's do some success workshops. And that idea actually came from, you know, one of the mentors that we had at one time. So, you know, I'm always telling brothers, like, if you do something, holla at me so you can come do it with my boys. You know, right. you, you paint, let's come get like a, a painting class going on. We'll get them every second Tuesday. So I really like to have as many different things to throw at them because they just be needing stuff to do. Like parents will call me. Y'all got something going on this week? Because mm-hmm. he bored. They'll call me, Mr. Robinson, what you doing? Mm-hmm. No, boy, I find something to do. <laughs> so they just need stuff. So I'm always thinking about, you know, what can we create for them? What else can we do? Mm-hmm. You have some great women on your team. How mm-hmm. important is it to have great women? Man. Because they're teaching young boys. Some of them, I don't know if all of them have kids. No, not all of them. But they have been around. They mm-hmm. have little brothers or nephews and stuff like that. Man, the the women have I don't mean been. to interject because you could have easily just had a, a, a team of dudes, but you didn't. Look, I I'm not against having a team of dudes but these women have just been there you know always they're dependable yeah. <laughs> they're gonna beat me there uh-huh. they're gonna be like um this is supposed to start at 10 <laughs> it's 9 15 where you uh-huh. at um, so you know they've really um you know carry this organization especially like courtney like mm-hmm. you know she's been there since day one she was the first mm-hmm. person that i told about the idea like hey this is what I want to do. She was like, okay, well, I'm going to get you with my mentor, and mm-hmm. she's going to get you right. We had a, you know, sat down with um, our mentor, and, you know, that's when we planned Father to Son Crucial Conversations that we've been doing now for six years. So, mm-hmm. you know, that was two women that sat down with me and said, okay, this is what you need to do, because mm-hmm. y'all, y'all men need to talk about this. Y'all need to da-da-da, so get mm-hmm. them to do this. Some stuff comes from my mom. She's like, you know, y'all need to do what so-and-so did. You need to do this. You need to call them, da-da-da, put a, a spreadsheet together and do this. So, really, I'm I'm listening to, to what people are, you know, pouring into me, feeding into me, the boys, my volunteers, my mentors, because I don't have all the answers, but I know how to make it work for the boys. Uh, so That's real. That's real. Well, one kid, right? All the kids that you've had a part of your uh, nonprofit organization, all the kids that you've ran across, uh, that you are directly or indirectly a mentor to, along with your team, all of them have progressed in some fashion of growing. What is, I do want you to say this on camera because kids, they, they, they leech on. Mm-hmm. 
who is one kid that you're, not want to say the most proud of, but you've seen them come from when you first seen them to now, and you're, you're happy that they've grown to that extent? Man, do you know how many? Because some of hey, I you see know how some. Many, of, <laughs> you know how many kids I got? Some of them like, oh, this, this, he kind of, he, he wild, but Man, he real. I got so many, really, like, really and truly so many. Um, I can't even really, I can think of one only. The one that I'm thinking about is only because it's the most recent, because I just got off the phone with him mm-hmm. less than 12 hours ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. he's fresh in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I could list, you know, a ton. A list them. I mean, we got one that just, not even one, we got a couple that just graduated, you know. Well, congratulations, congratulations, man. Congratulations, you real, know, Jonathan. Real. We got juniors coming up, so they about to graduate. Um, I got boys that when I started teaching in seventh, my seventh graders, they about to graduate this year. Salute to y'all. So, you know, they've grown. Man, I really could just keep going. But the one, the one, man, he, he, he's a trip. (laughs) He's a trip. They usually are. He's a trip. But he's grown because he's the one that I let vent the most because he just wants to get it out. He's just, you know, sometimes he just be angry. And it really don't even be anger. He just be needing to get it out. Um, but last night, you know, it, it was, he was upset about his grades. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first got him, you know, he wasn't caring about his grades. He didn't care. He wasn't worried about it. Um, but since we've been working together, I've been on his head, you know, what's up with this geometry? What's up with this English? You know, I've been contacting his teachers. They've been sending me text messages. Mm-hmm. So he got his grade and he was a little upset about it because, you know, he didn't get what he wanted, but he got what he deserved. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he hot. He hot with the teacher. She this, she that. She gave me this. Da 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 da. So I'm letting him, you know, I'm letting him go off. You know, that I'm trying not to, you know, break break it to him yet. Yeah. But you know, I I gotta break it to him eventually. Like, hey man. Mm-hmm. But I'm letting him go. So, you know, at the end of the conversation, I'm like, you done? Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just angry. I'm just upset. Like, I understand, but yeah, I know you're gonna be very upset with what I'm about to say, but I'm, I'm gonna say it. Okay, what, what, what? So I'm like, you know, she couldn't grade what you ain't turned in. So I, you know, I just gave him, you mm-hmm. know, I just gave him the, you know, keep it real, you mm-hmm. know, a rundown. And you know, with him, I gotta talk to him a different kind of way. So I went and you know, all proper and professional. <laughs> you know, I kind of, you know, yeah, I know, <laughs> had a conversation like he was having a conversation. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but at yeah. the end of the conversation, he was able to get off the phone. He wasn't yelling, fussing, mad no more. You know, he tried to get off the phone with an attitude, but I was like, huh? I can't hear you. You know, I wouldn't let him hang up the phone with an attitude. But, you know, at one point in time, you know, he was up here. And I won't even say on camera some of the stuff, you know, he was dealing with. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, he's grown over a course of a couple months. This hasn't even been like, you know, years of being in the program. You know, just a little bit of extra attention, just a little bit of, you know, giving him a little bit of of an outlet, a little bit something else of what he likes to do really has made a difference in him and, you know, that's been really, really good to see. So that's good. Yeah. That's good, man. And one of my homies actually is a barber. He let him cut his hair in his shop. Oh, really? So he was in there, you know, cutting hair. So he was, you know, good, he was man. loving that. So that's where, you know, the volunteers and the mentors come in because I don't got no shop. I ain't no barber. That's true. 
Um, and that's why I really, really be needing, you know, volunteers and guys to, to, to chip in. And that's empowering, man. Be a part of the mission. That's empowering. I'll end it like this. I'll try not to end it on a sour note, but you're going to turn it into something positive. George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, I can go back until the beginning of time with innocent black men getting killed at the hands of law enforcement, primarily, publicly, at that. Firstly, how do you feel, your honest feelings as a black man? And then secondly, how do you convey what's happening to the boys that you're building up? Um, How do I feel? Um, so a whole bunch of different ways. Um, the main way is kind of like confused, kind of, sort of, um, I'm the type, I'm real emotional, first of all. So the, the minute I turn on the news and see so, you know, another brother was, I'm, you would think it's my dad, my brother. I just go into a, a full panic attack already. Um, but then just all the history behind it, um, the fact that it's, you know, 2020, mm-hmm. um, the fact that we, you know, had this conversation with the last, um, the last, that Ahmad, that was, mm-hmm. that was, that was ridiculous. Um, not any less ridiculous or more ridiculous than the others, but mm-hmm. it's it's all ridiculous. Um, but for the boys, it's important to empower them um, because everyday life for them is still happening. So they're still right. going to school. They're still at home with their parents. They still got crazy situations going on at home. So while all of this systematic foolishness and, and lynching still is going on, they still have to be de- developed because they're still going to go out into this, this crazy world. True. Um, so, you know, we really still got to feed them something. And trying to figure out what to feed them is, is essential because um, you don't want to feed them hate and anger and bitterness, because then they're going to be bitter and angry and hateful. Yeah. Um, but you want to feed them knowledge. You want them to, to be well aware of what's going on, what they're up against, right. what happens. You know, my mama used to tell me when I used to get out of the car every time she dropped me off the mall, they lock little black boys like you up, so don't go in there and steal nothing. Like, they need to know what's real. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also need to know that I'm going to put as much in you as I can so that when you do go out there with them fools... You're, you're, you're educated. You got a skill. You can um, communicate. You know what to do. You know how to express yourself. So in the midst of all of this, we still got to figure out how to pour some, some, some joy and love into them somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, not even them, but each other, because we can pour it into them, but then they go, go home with the foolishness. Mamas and right. daddies going crazy. Right. Whatever that living, living situation may be crazy. So... We still have to find a way to to, to pour some something good into them. What are some solutions, in your opinion? Because we all think we're right, especially you on social media. Everybody's an expert. <laughs> um, what are some things you would like to see, maybe not in your generation, maybe not in our generation, 
but for the generation coming up behind us as far as solidarity, as far as true policing, um, as far as us protecting our own community and being mindful of each other. What are some things you like to see? Man, I was thinking about some things um, earlier today that were kind of maybe radical to some. Um, But when you say policing, you know, I was really thinking about what that would look like. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear how in history in different cities across the U.S., how, you know, different community organizations would start policing their neighborhoods. Um, So I I, I wonder what that could look like. Um, I could see that going real left. Um, oh yeah, but it's oh, yeah. I don't know what it is right now. It's not yeah, yeah. it's pretty left now. So <laughs> I don't know, yeah, you right. know, how much more left. Mm-hmm. Um but what I would like to see more of is um you just community to togetherness. Um we've got to figure out a way to do more with each other. Mm-hmm. Um you know, more you know, when we have the Black Heritage Festival, when we have yeah. events, you know, everybody's happy. We all love each mm-hmm. other. Everybody's when, when there are things going on, when people are engaged, mm-hmm. um, when when things are happening, people are happy. Um, so what what we really need to do is work on our community. Um, mm-hmm. I think at this time, you know, that's one of the things that we can do right right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there's like one solution like we got a yeah. whole bunch of stuff to do. We need to be. In office, we need to be at those tables. We need to be voting. We need to be in the classrooms. We need to be in the schools. Mm-hmm. We need to be the police officers. We need to be the um, the the prison guards. We need to be like we need to be everywhere that we are, mm-hmm. so that we can you know have as much impact and influence as we can. Mm-hmm. Because you know trying to avoid everything and you know. It's, it's not really going to work because we're we still got to be everywhere. Yeah. We, we got to go to school. You got to go somewhere. You got to go. Work. To, you got to. You got to. You got to go places. That's right. So get there. So mm-hmm. get in the school so that they can see more people that look like us. Right. Um, get on the police force so that when when something going wrong, mm-hmm. somebody there with some sense. Yeah. Um, somebody from the street. Somebody from the city. From somebody from the neighborhood. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I know. <laughs> so we we gotta have a, a a better presence. We gotta we gotta do something with our presence. That's yeah. what I would like to see. That's real. Well, I appreciate you coming on to the Wave Report. You're one of my inspirations. Uh, we talk. We say we talk often, but when we do talk, it's quality, and that's more important because we're both busy people. Uh, tell the people where they can help. I want to say where y'all can join. And you don't have to be black <laughs> to join and to help. Jalen and his team are not like that. Oh, but man. tell them some of the events that are coming up, where they can find you on social media, where they can reach out to you and your team at. So you can find us on social media at um, Bubba underscore Tampa. That's, at, that's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Facebook, Brothers United Building Brothers Alliance, Bubba Inc. Um, you know... Even if you just go to Google and type in Bubba Inc. of Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. you can find our website, find out what our calendar is, what we've got coming up now. This, you know, stay at home order and all this foolishness has messed up a lot of what we do. Our mm-hmm. monthly events we haven't been able to do. So we're really trying to figure out, you know, when we'll be able to gather up together again. But just, you know, follow us on social media and we'll have that out there. Mm. Well, follow JM. 
Follow Jalen more. You follow the wave report because he's doing way more important things. To be honest with y'all. Nah, but uh, like and subscribe to the page. Thank you, Jalen, for coming on. Shout Appreciate out to you. everybody at Bubble who's helping Jalen out. Shout out to the fellas who graduated. Shout out to the women on the team. Peace and love to y'all.